This is the Cabinet's HR Coaching Podcast, hosted by Daniela Young. Join Daniela as she has great conversations with people on the importance of culture and leadership and organizational behavior. You will hear the great, the bad, and the ugly as she talks to a huge variety of guests in different fields. Are you looking for ways to improve your culture? Then this is the podcast for you. You will gain great insights from these great conversations. The Cabinet's HR Podcast is brought to you by Cabinet's HR. At Cabinet's HR, we deliver HR to companies with 49 or fewer people by automating the HR process. We believe that you don't need a full-time HR person to receive full-time HR expertise. Come to CabinetsHR.com to see how Cabinet's HR can take care of your HR so you can focus on building your company and taking care of your customers. Remember to be great every day. Hello, this is the Cadmus HR Culture Podcast, and I'm your host, Daniela Young. Our guest today is Colin Dingelstadt. Colin, are you ready to be great today? Totally. I'm excited to be here. Colin is the owner of Beyond Social Conditioning, where he helps you focus on your perfect self. This is the rawest and most pure version of you. Simply imagine that you're alone on this planet and there's nothing left. No parents, no teachers, no friends, nothing. How would you behave differently? If nobody judges you and the only person you need to make happy, fulfilled, and at peace is the person in the mirror. He believes that big changes don't have to take longer than 12 weeks and is a true expert in creating measurable behavioral change that's aimed towards your perfect self. I'm so excited to have Colin as our first guest. All of this discussion and leadership and culture change that we're going to talk about always has to start with personal transformation first. Also, I'm really excited because Colin is from and in the Netherlands. So I love that our culture podcast out of Seattle, Washington, America is just eliminating global boundaries right out of the gate. So Colin, welcome. Happy to be here. <laughs> what a great introduction. Colin, tell me something that you are super excited about these days. I'm super excited about getting some sleep back. I just finished that 12 days of sleeping six hours every night just to see if I could be more productive. It was an interesting journey, <laughs> to say the least. Okay, so what did you find? Because I think a lot of entrepreneurs think if they sleep less, they're going to be more productive. Yeah, so I track everything. So in the first couple of days, like four, first four or five days, my productivity like skyrocketed. And I was like, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Already did the measurements. If I would just sleep two hours more every night for the next 10 years, that would save me about 7,000 hours. I was pretty excited about it until day seven to eight came in and I started to feel it. Not even that I was that tired, but I did have some dips, but I was still more productive than usual just because I track everything. I slept two hours less than normal, but I was at least an hour more productive. But <laughs> on my feet, I started to get a rash and I knew this was only from the sleep deprivation. Probably my body just didn't care about that <laughs> just focused on maintaining my work ethic my vibrancy just where i live my life so i set a goal like i want to do this at least 12 days and ideally the rest of my life 
But after 12 days, I, and that was two days ago now, I decided to not continue and get some sleep back just because I was really feeling it. And maybe I would have adapted if I would have stick with it, but I'm feeling much better now. Probably a good experiment. And I think most of the research backs up that, you know, the eight hours is kind of crucial. I can tell you, I still tell everyone that I have a baby, which is why I'm always tired, except she's almost three and a half. But they still don't sleep all that well. And so I'm just now starting to feel literally, you know, haven't slept through the night in four years and just now starting to get there. So it's, yeah, the sleep deprivation, that can be rough, man. All right. So Colin, in the business world, we hear a lot about how mentoring young people is important and developing leaders is important. And I love this topic, and I think it's super true, right, that senior people need to develop leaders. Another thing, and, and why is, this is so interesting to me to hear from you about, is that, you know, I had the experience where I graduated college, I was immediately commissioned into the U.S. Army as a lieutenant, which is basically somebody handing you a 22 years old, a leadership, and saying, congratulations, you're a leader, go forth. And there was all of these things that I had to do to develop myself. Of course, I had help, but there were some things I had to learn. And if I learned them faster, I probably would have been better earlier on. So what are your thoughts on how people can work on themselves to become better leaders? So probably the first thing is just have your own values straight. Like think about everything that you do and why you do it. And then whenever somebody challenges your point of view, you at least thought about it. So you're more secure with who you are. And then whenever you change something or somebody challenges you and you think like, he's right, then you've already thought about it. Then it's just a small change that you have to make. But most people just do whatever feels good or act in the moment or act on a gut feeling without ever thinking why those feelings were there in the first place. Why do they think the way they think? And a lot of it has to do with your past, uh, but also the way that you look at the future, how secure you are with yourself, all of these things. But it all just starts with being clear on who you are. And if you are not clear on who you are, how are you supposed to lead other people? So true. I love that you said, you basically said, know who you are, but also be open to other people's ideas and insights. So many times I think young or new leaders think they need to just stand their ground no matter what. And I love how you grounded that in know what your values are. And that way you're actually more open to other people's insights because you already know who you are and you know when you need to pivot. So that was really, really helpful. Colin, earlier when you and I were chatting, you mentioned that part of your work is helping people to overcome trauma and use that to develop who they are today. I was checking out your website, and I love a couple of things. If you get an opportunity, you guys, check out Beyond Social Conditioning, Colin's website. And he talks about a few things. He's not a psychologist, but he has actually found it problematic that so many professionals in transformation kind of cut you off at a certain time. Right. And that's, that's not how life happens. That's not how breakthroughs happen. So I think that's so interesting. And I just wanted to hear you talk a little bit more about trauma, vulnerability, and that time aspect. 
Totally. So the time aspect is the duration of the sessions because the whole business model is aimed at keeping you there for a long period of time. But usually if you only have 45 minutes or 60 minute sessions, usually you are usually just getting started and then you just got cut off because next person is in line and then you have to come back next week without really feeling like you were understood. Like it's a great relief. You probably feel better about yourself because you set whatever was on your mind. But when it came down to the real things, it's difficult to get there within 45 minutes or 60 minutes. You can, but sessions that take longer, especially in the beginning, are really powerful. And about the trauma release sessions, that's all about thinking about your past. Like really thinking about whatever negative experience has happened to you. And then simply thinking about, if I think about that experience, does it still affect me? Like, does it invoke some sort of feeling, behavior, emotion that's still in there? Because if it's still doing something with you, if you think about somebody who bullied you in the past, maybe abused you, or whatever difficult situation that you've been in, then you haven't dealt with it. And it's not in the right place of your mind. And it can always pop back up. What you ideally want is that feeling is kind of neutral. Because that's where you know that you've truly overcome it. But that's not the case. Most people just <laughs> hide under the blankets before they want to face their own self. And that can lead a lot, lead to a lot of issues, which is pretty scary. But once you actually face your former self and make peace with yourself and even make peace with your inner child, like from when you were younger, that's where lots of real change happens. So great. And so true. You know, I think that everyone has experienced trauma. And if they say they haven't, they probably just have not realized it yet. I also think that everything has two sides to it, right? So everything is not just good or bad. Nothing in life is that simple. So you talked about anything that you've been through in your life, you can get to a neutral point. It's also interesting that things that are seem good and amazing right now in the future probably also get to that neutral point. What advice would you give to listeners? I've heard a lot of people scared to share their, their personal stories, their personal trauma, especially with people in a professional setting. So worried that they have to sort of make up lies about you know, where they're from, what they've been through, so that people will take them seriously. What would you say to people about how vulnerability can actually help to build, build them up or build a culture around them? That's a good one. The first thing I would say is all your fears from your past are probably not true anymore. Like when you were younger, you might got bullied or people taught you not to speak up or not to express yourself fully because you might look different. But now at this moment, at this moment in time, it will actually give you power and people can actually connect with you. So you are actually doing people a disservice by holding, by cropping everything up inside of your own body and always think about what other people might think of you. Because the truth is, almost everybody thinks about what other people think about them. And it only needs one person to be a leader in that setting and actually let go in order for other people to also let go. So 
not only do it for yourself, but also do it for other people. Interesting how we, I think we judge ourselves for sort of trauma or experiences that we've been through in ways that we would never judge other people. And so if you, you I've, I've sort of done this kind of exercise before where you think about other stories that you've heard of hard things other people's been through. And you don't think that they're a worse person. You think that they're an amazing person. But we don't so often look on ourselves with that same sort of lens or forgiveness. So it sounds like that's one of the things you help your clients to do. Yeah, but it's also one of your strengths. The same with what you said in the beginning. People want to look really tough for the people around them. want to be a leader. But then the people around you never know when to pick you up. When you are down, if you're always tough, like nobody knows when you are actually in a really dark place and they actually need to lift you up. And if you don't show anything, they are not able to help you. And that will eventually mess everything up in the long run. Oh my God, listeners. I love, I love this. I love what Colin's saying. And let me tell you, leaders always think they need to look perfect. But actually, when you're in a leadership position, you already kind of are given this haze of perfection. And a lot of times you need to let yourself not be perfect. I had this experience. I was, I was in the army. I was a lieutenant. We were actually deployed to Afghanistan. And I always thought, man, I got to be perfect. Like, especially as a female officer, I got to run faster. I got to jump higher. I got to be smarter. I got to do everything perfect. And I did. And one day we went to play volleyball and like, I literally can't play volleyball. Like I fall on my face in the sand. It's horrifying. And I realized that my soldiers loved it. And, you know, it took me like a while to realize like, oh, they needed that. They needed to see me not be good at something. And I think part of, part of being a leader, what you learn when we talked about, you know, mentoring yourself, it's like find ways to not things to not be perfect at, especially because you probably want your people to, to strive to improve. You need to be putting yourself out there. Can you tell me a little bit about, yeah, just, you know, the personal journey that your client might go through when they start with you and how you think that'll play? Obviously, it's going to play into their personal life, but how could it play into their into their professional life, whether they're an entrepreneur or whether they're a career person? That's a good one. It will never be perfect. So whatever I'm going to say to you, it will not be <laughs> like this. Understood. But, <laughs> so what I usually do is we have the first session where we are actually going to dive deep into what you actually want. Like actually create some measurable goals. Where do you want to be? Because uh, a lot of the difficult thing about changing people is that you don't really measure it in the beginning. Like, okay, this is where we are. This is where we want to be. Let's actually write it down so we can actually look back at the things that we worked on and see if we actually made progress. So once we've done that, then we immediately dive into the past. Depending on the person, maybe they don't have any issues with it. And then we can skip that part so it's never perfect. But usually we can dive right into the past and go back to everything and really dissect everything. Look at every little detail, every negative event that shaped you. And then eventually you, you formulate a clear plan on all the habits, patterns, and behaviors that 
have shaped you to the person that you are today. But not only shape you, they keep you in a rut. They're just the same. You have been doing these patterns uh, all over again. Like That's probably the reason why you're stuck, because these patterns are holding you back. And once you actually know them, then we can actually work on them. And like once we actually have some rapport, like I know your past, we know what has been holding you back, then probably in an ideal world, the next session will be some sort of trauma release. So actually facing your inner demons, tackling them head on, like not like not pushing them in some sort of corner or not thinking about them or logically thinking that you are over them because it doesn't work. Like logic doesn't work. You just have to get rid of the feeling. And the only way you get rid of the feeling is by facing yourself. Even though the session will take a little bit longer than just saying facing yourself. And then let's say we've dealt with your past. Then we're going to look at your future. What will actually make you excited when you wake up? What will truly make you excited? What will what, when do you want to jump out of bed if you are working towards which goal and also which patterns, behaviors, which kind of person do you need to be? Let's trip down all the layers of your social conditioning, as we already discussed. Like, what if you are alone in this world? Like, no parents, no friends, no media, no marketing, no teachers, nothing that influences you. Like, what will make you excited? What kind of person would you be proud of when you look in the mirror? And actually actively creating that person because that's probably your true authentic self. And once you're working tr- towards your true authentic self and towards a brighter future, like externally, then you've dealt with your past. Your future is pretty bright. You know you're working towards something. And then we can focus on living in the present moment because you've dealt with everything else. Awesome. Awesome. And let me ask you, Colin, because on your website, there's all these pictures of amazing outdoor things. And I know you came from an outdoor company beforehand. So do you like take your clients on hikes through the Netherlands while you work on yourself? Because I'm really trying to decide if I'm going to like fly to the Netherlands right now to come work with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, all my coaching is done online. So that's the big benefit because I noticed that I can have a big office. I can let you come in, but it's much easier if you're just in, the comf- in your own living room being comfortable. If it gets too much which hasn't happened before, <laughs> then you can just turn off the camera, grab a cup of tea or hot chocolate or whatever you want, and then come back whenever you're ready. Like you're not confined in this room with me. It's, it gives a sense of freedom somehow. And people open up easier when they know that they can turn off or just shut down their laptop any moment they want. Instead of them have to, having to physically look me in the eye and then walk out. Somehow the trust ex- aspect gets enhanced when you do things online. So that's why I do everything online. But in an ideal world, I would take them to go climb, maybe do some amazing hikes. But it doesn't have to. You, you don't need it. Like what I do, yes, it would probably help you to get you outside of your home environment and do something crazy and have a really amazing time but you don't need to like usually once we're done let's say it would take 12 weeks maximum when we're done i would i want you to be a leader i don't want you to keep coming back to me like maybe you want to do check up like every month but i don't want you to come back to me like every week i want you to be a leader who's actually able to also inspire other people I want you to be so busy with your own life that you don't need coaching. 
like obviously you want trainers and other coaches in different aspects that you want to conquer. But just being so busy that you don't need another coach on how to change your behavior or a life coach or a therapist, but just that you are, that you are the leader who inspires other people and who is so on that path that she or he doesn't need another coach. And you know, that's perfect. That's like said by such a good leader because good leaders should always be wanting to essentially promote and help their people move on to the next thing. And you see people that are in leadership positions that are not good leaders are generally trying to hang on to people, right? And they're worried that the job will end or the money will end. And you just have this wonderful perspective of there's plenty out there. Coach online, you can keep everyone feeling comfortable. You, of course, have much more reach because you're online. And so your clients could be anywhere in the world. But also it's 12 weeks. You want them to have transformation and move on to the next thing. Find their perfect world. And I'm sure that for you, your world has also changed a lot ever since you've started embracing this path for yourself as an entrepreneur. Yeah, it's a constant process. I basically describe it uh, before we start like moving towards your perfect self. Let's say you are standing in front of a mountain and the top of the mountain is your perfect self. Like it's a difficult road. You have to get past friends, family, everybody that tries to hold you back. Eventually you face yourself. That's the most important one. And eventually you will reach the top. But once you've reached the top, you've got a better view. And then you see all those other mountains that you can conquer. So it's a never-ending process. But it all starts with you trying to get to the first mountain top. Colin, can you recommend a good book for our listener? But most people won't read it. <laughs> That's okay. It's um, The Attention Revolution from Alan Wallace. It's, he describes a process called Shamatha Meditation, which he'll guide you. You will probably won't, will never finish the book. It's just a, it's a process of um, going from stage one to nine. Stage one would be, it's all about focus. So stage one will be simply focusing on anything you want for a couple of seconds. Just being able to, without anything entering your, your mind, any other voices, any other distractions. And stage nine will be, focusing on a very small thing for at least four and a half hours straight. So this this kind of gravity towards whatever you think of, it will just stay put. Like nothing can face you for at least four and a half hours. But when you, once you reach stage four, then you already need to do retreats and everything <laughs> if you want to reach the next level. But just to go to stage two will make a big difference. Like just being able to like maintain focus for 30 to 60 seconds whenever you want on whichever task. So if you have this song stuck yet, you can actually train yourself to focus on this thing for 30 to 60 seconds. And in my case, usually the song disappears and I can just work on something. That was a big one for me. <laughs> Even right. It's just a silly one. We'll have, that, we'll have the link to that book in our show notes. And Colin, are you providing a gift or a discount, something today for the listeners? Yeah, let's... Let's give away five free coaching sessions. Wow. 60 minutes. Okay, so ton of value. Colin, what is the best way to get in touch with you? I would say I'll send you the link and then the link that will be wherever you're watching this on. You click on it, it will probably be something like beyondsocialconditioning.com slash your coaching session or something like that. Okay, so the link will be in our show notes. This will be released around May 1st. So if you're listening to this around May 1st and you're interested in connecting with Colin, 
jump on that link, go find his Beyond Social Conditioning website. It's really, really awesome. And all of the links for these show notes will be available and they're found at www.cavnesshrblog.com. So Colin, 20 seconds. What's the last piece of advice or knowledge you can give to our listeners? Whatever you do, do something. Like if you have a goal, just make small steps because you have to realize that everything that you're doing right now is probably just you being on your default state. And the only way to get out of it is by doing something different. So just do something. Whatever you do, do something powerful. Thank you so much, Colin. Thank you, listeners. And remember to be great every day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Cavernous HR Culture Podcast. Be sure to connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, and TikTok at Cavernous HR. Also check out our weekly live streams at the Cavernous HR Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Periscope, where we focus each week on an HR topic important for small business. These are every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and last around three minutes. To join our weekly HR email newsletter list, send us an email to Jason Kavnis at kavnishr.com. Thank you and remember to be great every day.